With his fewest points per game since 2015 and the worst shooting numbers of his career, CJ McCollum is struggling. Is it time for the Pelicans to move him to the bench, or is there another role that he's best suited for? I'll give you two easy solutions to the question in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this what is this? This is a, uh, a Tuesday show, game day for the New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Memphis Grizzlies. But we are going to talk about C.J. McCollum in this one. Does he need to be moved to the bench or maybe even just given some time off or a different role? We're going to break it all down. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, the good, the bad, the deep dives on the players like we're going to be doing today. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. So let's dive into CJ McCollum here. He is struggling. The numbers aren't good. It's the fewest points per game that he's had in his career, basically, since he became a full-time starter. It's the worst shooting numbers he's had. He's not even shooting 28% from three. That is the worst in his career by far. And we're 13 games in. Still, 17.8 points per game. He's got a positive plus-minus a positive net rating with the team, but that's predominantly because he's playing with the starters and they're doing well. But he is definitely struggling. So let's get into some of the numbers behind everything. And the way they're, It starts with the way that they're using him. This is floor general C.J. McCollum. This is not two-guard, off-ball guard C.J. McCollum playing alongside Damian Lillard. This is, you got the ball in your hands, you're making it work for everyone else. And he's doing a good enough job of that in terms of assists. He's averaging the most assists per game for his career, 6.3. And he's willing to pass the ball. He's willing to take a step back. But when he tries to get this team into their early offense, he's often looking for his shot. And that's not always working. They're trying to run the offense through CJ instead of Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. And as we talked about in yesterday's show, big reason they got the win over the Houston Rockets, running it through Zion, less through CJ. We've seen that to be when the Pelicans are at their best offensively. And when you get into some of the numbers behind it, it really does jump out at you. CJ right now is averaging the fewest assisted shots that he's ever had in his career. In terms of assisted threes, of the three-pointers he's been making this year, 58% have an assist coming to him. So the ball's passed him, he shoots, it's an assist for the other player. So that means 42% are unassisted. And I do think those numbers are good. You want that because that's why they brought him in. They didn't have an on-ball guy that could get his own shot off. And that's a big reason why they traded for CJ McCollum. But right now he's struggling to shoot that shot, particularly with 
the 28% from three. So that needs to change a little bit. That just needs to change to get him into more of a rhythm. And when you start having him take these early shots in the offense, these unassisted three-point attempts, it means you're not going to get Zion Williamson a touch. And they've got to run that uh, the offense inside out through Zion, or z- through like not inside out, but like Zion out because you want Zion on the perimeter. Let him get the ball and start moving. And you've started to see this. You started to see this with that inverted pick and roll that the Pelicans used to do with J.J. Redick setting a screen for Zion. Zion with the ball in his hands coming off of that screen and he can get downhill and attack, survey the defense, make a pass if he needs to or go to the rim and score. Or just kind of toss it right behind him to J.J. Redick in a pick and pop to the three-point line. And J.J. Redick's such a good three-point shooter, he will drain those. C.J.'s not as good of a spot-up shooter as J.J. Redick was, but... If you're trying to get him some easy looks, this might be the way to do it. The other thing to really see with CJ is almost 20%, 18.5% of his offense and his shot attempts have come early in the shot clock. So we, we can dive into the shot clock usage and in early situations, which is where there's still 18 to 15 seconds left on the shot clock, he's taking almost 20% of his looks and it's not quite, sorry, very early. This is 22 to 18 seconds. So two seconds elapsed to 18 seconds. He's taking 18 and a half percent of his shots on those three point attempts that he's taking in those situations. He's shooting 21.1%. And as you look at his shot clock usage, the later into the shot clock, it goes, his three point percentage and his shooting percent goes up. There's a direct correlation there. Let's say And that's probably because, and I'd have to dive into this a little bit more, and maybe I will, he is getting higher quality looks because the team is working through their offense. They want to try and play fast, but they're 19th in pace right now, and they have a top 10 offense. Maybe you don't need to go too fast if it means you have guys that are taking shots that they are not making. And maybe that's a reason why you need to change the role before you go to benching C.J. McCollum. Because there's a lot going on for him. And I'll explain why in the third segment some of these struggles might be happening when we get into the discussion about should you bench him or not. But as you see, the the numbers bear it out. The more he is shooting early in the shot clock, it's just not working right now. And so this means, which is the answer to a lot of things offensively for this team, point Zion. Willie Green said the other day, you know, we need to take advantage more of Zion with the ball in his hands. You got a blueprint from two years ago. You shouldn't be learning this in 13, 14 games into the season. We saw this understand Van Gundy, how he should be used, how he is so effective. That's an important thing. Do it. Just do it. This isn't hard. So you don't want CJ McCollum taking this team out of a rhythm and things like that and killing them. You saw that really start to happen in the third quarter of the Houston Rockets game. When he started being the floor general, the point guard, they took the ball out of Zion's hands. He was bringing the ball up the court and the offense fell apart. They were missing shots. They were allowing Houston to get in transition off live rebounds and run and play. That's not an ideal situation. So it means that you've got to feed CJ a little bit less or ideally in a different way. Let's take a look at what that all is and how that works coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's talk about a different role for CJ McCollum and what that would be. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Sweat Block. 
look, I got a, I got a ring light on me. It's hot in here. The heat's on in the house because it's cold outside. I sweat when I do the show sometimes. And sometimes if I'm wearing a light t-shirt, I'm really worried if you can see pit stains and things like that. It makes me self-conscious. It throws off my rhythm of the show. I can't imagine if I was like on a date or a job interview having to worry about something like that. But I fixed it. I don't need to worry about this anymore. And that's because I use sweat block wipes. Sweat block wipes are your little secret to confidence. And sweat block wipes work up to seven days per use. You take a shower, apply them on a Sunday, and you're going to stay dry all week. So if you or someone you love is experiencing sweat or odor, try sweat block. And you can save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. And they're also available on Amazon. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total cost closer to $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Well, there's an app that I love using that takes care of that for me, and it's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged. That's happened to me before for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, could save you hundreds a year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Today, we are talking about CJ McCollum. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go behind the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. So we're talking about CJ McCollum struggling. Numbers are down, taking bad shots, throwing this team out of their rhythm offensively, taking the ball away from Zion Williamson, who dominated that Houston Rockets game. You know, he's got fewer assisted shots than ever before, meaning he's got the ball in his hands, he's pulling up, he's trying to shoot. We need to mix that up a little bit, or the Pelicans need to mix that up a little bit. So the question is, is it time to bench him? And let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. I don't think they're there yet, and I'll explain why in the third segment coming up next. But what can they do right now? How can they use him in a way that really works? So that key number is that 18.5%, I said, of his shots come in the very early shot clock range, and his numbers there are bad. Get him the ball later, move him off ball, and don't let him be your floor general, your true point guard. Let him work off ball in more of a spot-up situation. He's not been a J.J. Redick level of spot-up shooter in his career, but he's still good. And one of the things with shooters, with players like this, is once you start to see the ball go in, it can build some confidence up. So generate some easy shots for him. That can be a little bit difficult at times too, because one thing he is not is he is not a corner three-point shooter. 
2% of all of his shots this year are from the corners, but he's never been a big three-point uh, corner three shooter ever in his career. The most it's ever been was 13% in his second year in the league. Since he played that normal role we saw from him in Portland, he's an above-the-break three-point shooter. He doesn't shoot from the corner, so you can't really park him down there in a shot that he's not comfortable with and expect him to start making those. So this goes to what we were talking about earlier, that the team is starting to figure out maybe. Put the ball in Zion's hand and get out and let the guys screen for him to create open looks with his court gravity. When Zion comes off that screen, if two defenders go to him, or if he just has the ball at the top of the three-point line, starts to go downhill, and two guys collapse on him, this accomplishes a couple of things. One, it puts him in a better spot to make passes. You can do this on the low block in post-up situations. Yes, you absolutely can. But with the way the Pelicans structure their offense and have guys positioned around the court, he's got no one to pass to. There's not very many outlets there for him. But when you put him at the top of the three-point line, he can survey, as I hit the mic there, he can survey the defense and know where he needs to attack, see where the open shooters are, and he is a good passer. It also, if they double him, means someone's going to be open, and you can get this defense into long defensive rotations. Bad closeouts, meaning you will find an open three-point shooter. So when he attacks, passes out, move the ball to the next open man. If they close out on that well, keep it moving. And find C.J. McCollum. Make a point of running these type of actions and plays to find C.J. open in spot-up situations for three. So he's in the rhythm of the normal offense. Hopefully, he is going to start to see these balls go down. And as we've seen, his shooting percent goes significantly higher the later in the shot clock his shots get taken because they're creating wide open in rhythm looks within this offense for him. This is also going to help your defense. If he's making more shots, if you're using that shot clock, he your, your offense is going to be able to get back, get set, play defense. And you don't need to worry about some of those transition opportunities off of live rebounds that have been burning New Orleans for a long time. So I think before you bench him, you need to get into this a little bit and try him in different ways. You know, the problem could be he wants to be the guy with the ball in his hands. You know, I think he partially wanted that trade from Portland to kind of get out of Damian Lillard's shadow and kind of lead the team himself. It might be a bit of a tough pill for him to swallow right now, but given his shooting percentages, given at times he's he's actively hurting the team with some of the shots that he's taking, it, it's important that they do something like this and get his buy-in with that and try and get him into a better rhythm. Because once he starts to see some, some shots go down, I think he'll be okay. This isn't a dude who all of a sudden now forgot how to shoot the ball and is bad and is washed. That is not the case. But he is doing a good job of assisting and passing at 6.3 assists per game. But they need the three-point shooting to be significantly better. 28% isn't going to get it done. Right now, at 6.6 attempts per game, he's making 1.8. He's making less than two. This is a guy for his career is making, where did the numbers just go? 2.3 threes per game. So he's down a good bit when it comes to that. They need that three-point shooting. So you want to see that from him. That early shot clock pull-up three just isn't his jam right now. So don't let him take it. 
Get him those shots that are working for him, shots that he's making, build some confidence back up in him, and hopefully whatever he's going through, and we'll talk about that coming up here next, will work itself out. And maybe that will work itself out during this homestand, getting a little bit of rest, something the Pelicans haven't had, because that, I think, is a big deal. He's been sick. He's still got a somewhat newborn under a one-year-old at home. Those things really matter. Let's look at all that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Why? Even if you don't change his role a good bit, I think his fortunes are about to change if you want to be really, you know, glass half full, really optimistic about it. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points, LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds, Durant to have less than 6.5 assists, and Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made. I love Prize Picks because it's daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, and you're not competing against other people. This is the best part. It's just you versus the projections. You see it, you go more than that or less than that. And they offer any sport you watch, the NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, whatever it is, they have it and more. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, they offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. And don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. And we are looking at CJ McCollum. So the question I have for you today, let me know in the comments down below. Do you want to see CJ's role change? Do you want to see him benched for a little bit? Or do you just want things to stay the same and see if he works it out, which is what we'll talk about in this segment right here. And if you really do want to support Locked On Pelicans, number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube. So answer the question. Do you want to see his role changed, stay the same, or just bench him for a little bit? And of course, for your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories across all sports recapped in one spot from our local experts giving you the local angle. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So CJ McCollum is struggling. It's like putting it nicely. I'm trying not to be too mean. And he's at times actively hurt the team, though I don't think it's to the degree that some of y'all want to make it out. To, to be. They still should have given him the extension. None of that changes. He's struggling right now. But there's also a lot going on, and there's reasons to think that this won't be the norm. You know, he has said that he is sick, that he's dealing with some sort of illness, and he said he feels like poop emoji is what he said. I'm trying to be family friendly on the show here. That's not exactly how he said it. Well, if you're dealing with that and the team had played eight of their first 11 games on the road, you didn't really have time to rest. You had a number of back-to-backs in there. You know, they've got a back-to-back this week starting tonight coming up. It's tough to kind of shake that. And you could see that he seems off. He's dealing with a finger injury as well. You know, those are things that aren't going to persist over the course of the season. 
Now, you could make the claim that, look, if you're not feeling good, if you're feeling that poorly, why are they playing him almost 38 minutes in the game against the Houston Rockets and playing him as many minutes as they are? He's averaging right now almost one of the highest numbers of his career at 36 minutes per game, 35.9. I don't think that's the way to do it with a player who is not feeling well, who feels as bad as CJ says. He played 37 and a half minutes against the Houston Rockets. He was 3 of 14 for 9 total points. 7 assists though and 7 rebounds. That's good. But if he's feeling that poorly, you got to rest the dude. Let him get right because you are putting him in a position to not succeed. And that's never what you want to do as an organization to one of your very key players. Maybe he wants to go out there and try and play through it. But man, give the dude a break. Now, maybe this homestand will do it. The Pelicans have had some days off, you know, and they haven't had that before. They'll be able to go through some practices. So maybe it's going to be a combination of just getting some rest, slightly changing his role and tweaking his role in practice as they install those packages. He also, his wife gave birth in January. He's got a newborn that's probably taking up some of his time and keeping him from sleeping too well. I don't have kids, but that's what I've heard. My friends with kids look tired all the time. I, I hear it gets better. But if he's trying to be a good parent and trying to be involved and taking some of the turns with that, it can be tough and that can really wear on you. There's definitely a thing called being like baby tired, right? Newborn tired, something like that. We even saw Drew Brees struggle for almost a whole season of football, it seemed like, when one of his kids was born. So it makes sense that those factors could be in there, but they aren't always going to be the case. So I think it's too early to say maybe he should come off the bench. I think you could keep his role the same because as I said in the previous segment, it's not like he just forgot how to play basketball and he's not a good shooter anymore. That's not true. He's still very good. He's still easily capable of doing all of this. And just the conditions around it, given the Pelicans start to the year, the road travel, the amount of games has caught up to him along with being sick. So I think we need to give it a little bit longer before we rush to any big conclusions about CJ McCollum, because this is a guy who has been remarkably consistent throughout his career. But give him a day off if he needs it, particularly with a back-to-back coming up. Rest him in this game, rest him in the game against the Chicago Bulls, either one, just to kind of keep him okay. Load management is very much a thing. You saw Damian Lillard rested for the Portland Trailblazers against New Orleans, and they were still able to get the win. CJ continues to struggle. Maybe just give him a day, give him a game off to be able to kind of catch up on some rest, catch up on that sleep debt and come back, play like a different player than he has to start the year or just change the role and change their offense, which I think they need to do anyway. And so let me know in the comments down below on YouTube what you think. Different role, bench, give him some time off or just have things stay the same because he'll work through all of these issues. I'm curious to hear what you all think. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.